Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, we are far enough into spring training to make a good guess at what the Dodgers opening day roster will look like. So that's what we're going to do today. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Semperio, although it's just me today. Vince is somewhere celebrating uh, Team Mexico's defeat of Team USA in the World Baseball Classic on Sunday evening. Um, Vince was there in person. I'm sure he enjoyed that a lot. Uh, You know, I care more about the Dodgers. We'll see what happens. Uh, Will Smith hit a home run. That was cool. Uh, And yeah, World Baseball Classic has been fun. Vince is there. That's why he's not here. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what we're going to do today. Going to be talking about what the Dodgers opening day roster might look like. And uh, we, we've talked, obviously, we, we've talked about all these specific players at one point or another over the last month or two. And uh, we've even taken some stabs at the roster. This is the first time I feel like we're far enough in that that we can make a guess that uh, has a pretty good chance of being right. And, you know, we we're, we know some injuries, some uh, guys who are unlikely to make it, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, a lot to talk about with that. I think we'll break it into uh, we'll start with the starting pitching. Uh, then second segment, we will do the bullpen. And then last segment, we will do the position players. And for the first time this spring, there actually is a little bit of intrigue in each of those departments because of injuries and and whatnot. There are actual possibilities for uh, for all three sections to be wrong or right. So, uh, what I say, starting pitching. Let's start with the starting pitching. Uh, we know four of the starting pitchers, assuming everybody remains healthy. You can have Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Dustin May, and Noah Syndergaard as four of the starting pitchers for the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin was going to be that fifth guy. Uh, I mean, technically, he's probably going to be the third guy, uh, but the fifth, you know, making five in the starting rotation. Gonsolin sprained his ankle last week, and uh, while Dave Roberts downplayed it at first, it doesn't, it it seems like maybe it was more severe, and, and, you know, we've probably said some variation of that sentence 50,000 times during the time that Dave Roberts has been the Dodgers manager. Uh, He's not particularly forthcoming on injuries, and... I'm okay with that. I I don't think it's our right to know every single thing. Uh, I think we find out when we need to find out, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so I don't know if that was, if it was just Dave Roberts playing coy with uh, Gonsolin's injury when it first happened, or if he actually didn't under didn't realize that it was more serious. Uh, either way, it looks like chances are Tony Gonsolin won't be ready for the start of the season because he's already missed one start. Uh, he'll miss his second start uh, from this injury here in a couple days. And I mean, he was in spring training. You're kind of building up with the goal of being ready for the start of the season. So missing two starts 
probably means pushing you back at least two starts into the regular season. And two starts, you you might as well be on the 15-day injured list to start the season. Uh, and so it seems like that's probably what's going to happen with Tony Gonsolin. Uh, and, and that opens up a spot. And there's been a lot of talk. Ryan Pepio and Michael Grove have both looked very good th- this spring. And uh, either one of those guys could do it. I, I have a, a preference, which I'll tell you in a minute. Um, other than that, like it, it's really down to those two guys. You have Andre Jackson, who it seems like they're thinking of him more as a reliever these days. And then you have Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone. Miller isn't even pitching in spring training. They seem to be uh, being pretty careful with him. Uh, and, and Gavin Stone has looked great. But I don't think anybody really thinks it's a good idea to put him in the opening day starting rotation. I do expect to see Gavin Stone this season, and I'm pretty darn excited for it. That changeup really, really makes me happy. Uh, I want to have Gavin Stone on this podcast. That's that's one of my goals because uh, I don't I I love changeup pitchers. I don't know why. Um, I, I partly know why. I used to throw a changeup. It was my best pitch, uh, especially after my arm injury, so I didn't have much of a fastball anymore. Uh, I, I loved throwing my changeup. I had a good curveball too, uh, but that changeup. I don't know something about. I feel like the changeup is the only pitch that you can consistently make major league hitters look terrible. Uh, if you have a good changeup because, you know, they're swinging at a fastball and then it's a changeup. Uh, you know, you can fool a guy with the with the curveball or a slider when he's expecting a fastball, but it's not quite the same thing and not quite as consistent. So I, I love changeups. So I'm excited for Gavin Stone. Uh, and maybe my love of changeups is why I'm going to tell you now, my preference for the fifth starter to start the season is Ryan Pepio. Pepio's looked good. His changeup has looked excellent. Uh, like it it really seems like he fixed the issues that his changeup had last year. He's throwing it with better command. He's throwing it with better depth. Just It's it's just a better pitch. And Pepio had decent uh, results last year. Definitely seemed like some of it was luck. His FIP was a lot higher than his ERA. Uh, but ultimately, overall, he had a decent season without a good changeup. And, and so if he has that changeup working, if he can command that and his fastball and just sprinkle in the slider enough to keep hitters on their toes, I think he could be a pretty successful starting pitcher. Uh, and so, you know, I think my ideal might be for the Dodgers to go with a six-man rotation. I'm kind of a fan of the six-man rotation anyway. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, you know, and we'll talk in the next segment about the the bullpen roster spots. There's just so many relievers. It's hard to see them, you know, if they went with uh, six starters, then they'd have to go with just seven relievers, and I don't think that's likely. Um, I, I could see them you know, having uh, Michael Grove as that sixth starter slash swing man and, you know, have him in the bullpen, but also being the sixth starter at times when, when they do have, you know, a, a stretch without days off. So to get everybody that extra day off, they do want to go with six starter. I could see that as a possibility. Uh, maybe we'll talk more about that in the next segment when, when we're talking about the bullpen. But uh, I feel like Pepio, he's a, he's a more highly rated prospect. Uh, I think he's a better pitcher than Grove. Grove has impressed me, though. Uh, and I do think that Grove, and I might have mentioned this last week that, uh, or sometime recently, a year ago, if you if we talked about Gavin Stone, we wouldn't have even thought of him as much of a prospect, let alone a guy we can't wait to see in the big leagues this year. And, you know, Michael Grove has made some improvements. I don't think he'll end up as good as Gavin Stone, 
but I do think maybe there's more in there for Michael Grove to to develop and, and maybe could be a, a good starting pitcher, whether it's with the Dodgers or whether it's trade bait to somebody else. Uh, but that's also part of my reasoning for thinking I like him starting in the minor leagues because then he he knows he can be starting every fifth day in AAA and getting that development time. Sometimes the fifth starter on a big league team, especially a big league team that's trying to win the World Series, uh, expectations are a little higher. And so, you know, if you're the fifth starter with the Dodgers and you have a clunker of a game, you're probably getting pulled in the second inning. Whereas in AAA, they can say, all right, clunker, but uh, let's get you up to your 80 pitches and, and you know, not worry too much about the results. Obviously, every team wants to win, but the minor leagues are about development and major leagues are about winning. And so I think maybe for Grove's development, uh, I, I think maybe it makes sense for him to start in AAA. So for all those reasons, I'd go with Pepio as the fifth starter, which gives us an uh, opening day rotation of, you know, and I said the other day, I expect Kershaw to be the opening day starter, then Julio, then probably May, then Syndergaard, and then Pepio. Uh, I can see May and Syndergaard flip-flopping. Uh, they That's the... The order they've pitched in spring, Syndergaard would go before May. Uh, May pitched on on Sunday. It looked great. Uh, just uh, seven strikeouts in four innings, one walk. Uh, that one walk, he he struggled with his command just for a minute, but he looked really good. Sitting mid-90s, broke off some good breaking pitches. Uh, looked good, and so I'm excited to see that. Anyway, that's the starting pitch, and that's my guess for the opening day roster. I'll come back in a minute, and I will talk about my guesses for the opening day bullpen. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do, add your job and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. It really does mean a lot to us. We love talking Dodgers with you, and we love that you're with us. If you're watching on YouTube, love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. If you are listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. I'll give you all that contact info at the end, like I always do. And moving on in our episode, let's talk about the probable starting roster for the Dodgers bullpen. With five starters, we're looking at eight relievers. And uh, I feel like seven of those spots are pretty locked up. We've talked about most of these before. Uh, Six of them seem for sure. Uh, Yancy Almonte, Bruce Dargraderall, Shelby Miller, Jimmy Nelson, Evan Phillips, Alex Vesia. Uh, seems like those guys are in the starting, uh, the, in the opening day bullpen. And then Caleb Ferguson, based on how he's pitched and things that Mark Pryor has said, seems like he is a lock for the opening day bullpen, uh, which leaves us five guys fighting over that last spot. And 
Yeah, really, it's more than five guys, but uh, like none of the non-roster guys have done enough to impress uh, the, the, this spring. I do think, uh, you know, Jake Reed will probably pitch in the big leagues at some point this year and then get DFA'd when they don't need him on the roster anymore. That seems seems to be his role. Um, other non-roster guys, got Matt Andres, Dylan Covey, Tyler Sear, Robbie Erlin, Brian Hudson. You know, Adam, Adam Kalerick, uh, some of those guys, it's just, yeah, the, none of them really excite me. None of them have done enough to say, you need to add me to the 40-man roster and put me on the active roster. So I think we are just looking at the guys who are on the 40-man roster, which means the five guys fighting for that last spot are Phil Bickford, Justin Brule, Victor Gonzalez, Michael Grove, and Andre Jackson. Uh, I mentioned Grove and Jackson both. In the last segment, they're both starting pitchers, uh, but they could be used in the bullpen uh, as swingmen slash occasional emergency starters. Uh, so I, I'm listing them here. I do think I agree with myself from last segment that Michael Grove is probably better off starting in the minor leagues where he can get consistent starts and continue that development. So I'm going to knock Michael Grove off this list, which means it's down to four guys. Uh, this is all also assuming that Daniel Hudson starts the season on the injured list. Um, I think he's the only reliever who we know of who's likely to start on the injured list uh, of of these guys we're talking about. There's Alex Reyes, who I didn't even didn't even bring up, and obviously some of the the long term injured pitchers. Um, but but really, we're looking at Bickford, Brule, Gonzalez, and Jackson, and. You know, Bickford has been good at times. He was lousy last year. He's been pretty lousy this spring. Justin Brule, nothing about him says even major league pitcher, let alone uh, great relief pitcher. I mean, he's just just a guy who throws with his left hand and can throw the ball over the plate most of the time. I don't know. Justin Brule is maybe the least excited I've ever been about a pitcher. Uh, nothing against him. I like the guy. Seems like a nice guy. And he's had some decent success. Just nothing about him excites me. Uh, Victor Gonzalez, I don't know. Like, he he's looked fine this spring. He's looked decent at times. But I, I just don't know if the, the 2020 version of Victor Gonzalez is ever coming back, uh, which is sad. I've got a Victor Gonzalez bobblehead somewhere behind me. Uh, it's hard to see in the camera where it might be but yeah it's back there somewhere and uh yeah oh that might be it right there uh maybe anyway uh for those of you listening i was just pointing at something uh but uh victor gonzalez maybe for roster reasons that go with him uh i kind of feel like maybe andre jackson has the edge just because you know, he's pitched in relief for the Dodgers. He's been almost exclusively a starter in the minors, but he's been exclusively a reliever, a long reliever specifically for the Dodgers. I do think the Dodgers might want to have somebody in that role of a long reliever because everybody else, Almonte, Gratterall, Miller, Nelson, Phillips, Vesia, Ferguson, those are all one-inning guys, and you sometimes need a multi-inning guy. And so I feel like Jackson, because he's pitched really well in that in that role for the Dodgers, uh, he has another great changeup, uh, so you know I like him. Uh, but I feel like they might need a guy in that role, in that uh, swingman kind of role. 
And, and so for that reason, I think I'm going to go with that eighth bullpen spot going to Andre Jackson. A couple other things that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me if you know, one of these other, the seven locks we talked about, if one of them started the season on the injured list, uh, whether it's, you know, Jimmy Nelson, if they decide he's not quite ready, let's start him. Hey, Jimmy, you got arm fatigue, right? Yep, coach. All right. Injured list for you. Um, he's maybe the most likely candidate. Uh, Ferguson would be another possibility. Uh, and, and then that would allow them to put another one of these guys on, and maybe it's Victor Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know. So that wouldn't surprise me, especially with the Dodgers bullpen. They they sometimes play fast and loose with that injured list, not in a bad way, just in a roster management way. So that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and, and yeah, I think it's the makings of a pretty darn good bullpen because you've got Almonte and Phillips who were both lights out last year. Gretarol, who was uh, lights out for the second half of the season. Uh, unfortunately, he was injured for a lot of that. Jimmy Nelson has been so good when he's been healthy, which hasn't been very often. Alex Vesia has been very good at times. He did give up back-to-back home runs the other day in a spring training game, um, but spring training results don't matter, as we've told you many times. And so I, I think Vesia could be pretty good. Ferguson, if he can bounce back to 2020 uh, version of Caleb Ferguson, I think he could be very good. And Shelby Miller, they they signed Shelby Miller for, for a reason. and. You know, we, we haven't necessarily seen that yet, uh, and by not necessarily yet, he's been really bad in spring training. Uh, but they signed him to a contract. Maybe he's the most likely one to start on the phantom injured list uh, or even the real injured list. Maybe he's been bad because he's hurt or at least not fully healthy. Uh, but, you know, I think there's potential for this to be a pretty good bullpen and uh, at least as good as last year's bullpen. And last year's bullpen turned out to be excellent. And so... A lot of potential there. I'm pretty excited about it, as excited as you can be about a bullpen. Uh, and, and I think they're going to have a good one. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the position players. And uh, there's, you know, there's basically 12 locks for that and one one roster spot open. And I'm going to talk about that. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built Bar, the Built March Madness Bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. Uh, you, you, you know I have favorites, and uh, I, I hope I hope I win. I, I have several favorites, so we'll see if my my final four, if they if they line up in the bracket right, so they can make the final four here. You know, I love the cookie dough chunk ones. They're just ridiculously good. Uh, and yeah, th- there's, there's so many options to, to vote for. If you haven't tried built bars and built puffs quickly do that so that you can vote, uh, you know, educated voting, it's your responsibility as a voter. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So you got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. And what makes them so good? Eh, Mostly dark magic, but also uh, science is involved. They're all high in protein, low in sugar, 
covered in 100% real chocolate, real chocolate, and yet still good for you. So go to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. We love talking Dodgers with you. We love, uh, I love reading the comments on the YouTube section. I try to respond. I didn't respond to very many last week. I was, as you guys know, I was in California visiting family and uh, just busy with all that stuff. So uh, didn't get to respond to many, but I did read them all. So uh, keep that up. Love to hear your thoughts on there. Uh, love to hear from you on social media or email. If you're not watching on YouTube, uh, you know, ideally you're listening and watching separately, you know, listen on the podcast, watch it on YouTube, open, you know, your, your other browser and watch it there on YouTube too. And your other podcast app, let's do it there. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, let's uh, vote early and often listen early and often uh, make us your first through fourth listens. Uh, but with all that, let's talk about the likely position players. I'm going to adjust the angle of my camera just a tiny bit. Because I was on vacation, I took my camera with me. I'm still trying to, as although as you remember, it didn't end up working for me. Um, but so setting it back up here in my office uh, gets a little clunky. I think that's a little bit better. Uh, tell me what you think or don't. I don't care. Um, but let's talk about the position players. There are 12 locks. The 12 locks are obviously Will Smith and Austin Barnes, a catcher, Freddie Freeman, Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas, and Max Muncy as a starting infield. Mookie Betts as a starting outfielder, J.D. Martinez as the starting DH, and then Chris Taylor as the utility guy or one of the outfielders. David Peralta will be uh, in the outfield, and Trace Thompson will be in the outfield. We don't necessarily know starting roles yet, uh, but those guys, that's 11. And then Jason Hayward, based on how well he's playing and the comments from Andrew Friedman last week, Jason Hayward seems like a lock to make the roster which leaves just one spot left. And that one spot, you know, there, there's a few guys who realistically, theoretically are fighting over it. Uh, you know, of the non-roster guys, really, I think it's just uh, Bradley Zimmer. Uh, Steven Duggar has just, he's been lousy this year, this spring. Um, Luke Williams has been fine, but I don't think they necessarily need a Luke Williams type. Uh they, they have plenty of guys who can play multiple positions and most all of them are better than Luke Williams. Uh, so really it's Bradley Zimmer or, uh, or if you go back to the, the actually on the 40 man roster, you've got uh, Johnny DeLuca has played well, not really a realistic candidate. Uh, Michael Bush, unfortunately he's blocked at all three positions that he can play which, which is rough for him. Uh, he did hit a home run on Sunday and, uh, you know, he, he's a good hitter. We know that I expect to see him at some point in the big leagues this year, whether with the Dodgers or with somebody else. Uh, but you know, then the, the last guy is James Outman. And for me, it just, I guess there's Johnny Hernandez too. Uh, and Johnny Hernandez, I, I, I don't, the, he's the poor man's Hanser Alberto. And Hanser Alberto was already the, the pretty darn poor man's Hanser Alberto himself. And so Yanni Hernandez just doesn't do anything for me at all. Uh, maybe he can, maybe the Dodgers can work some magic with them. But right now, I just don't see any need for Yanni Hernandez on the roster. 
So for me, it's got to be James Outman. Uh, he's played so well this spring. He plays good defense, hits the ball well, deserves a shot in the big leagues, and the Dodgers have room in the outfield. I don't know how they would work it out. Dave Roberts did say last week that Mookie Betts could play as much as 40 games at second base, which maybe that is just to open up more spots in the outfield because they do have more outfielders than than infielders. I don't I don't know what that means for Miguel Vargas uh, because Vargas is an everyday player. You know, I, I I could see Vargas getting 15 to 20 days off just because everybody under on a Dave Roberts team, uh, everybody other than Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner gets 15 to 20 days off. And so, you know, there there's what is there? There's 24 ish weeks in the season. I guess if you gave gave Vargas one day a week off, that still seems a lot. I'm thinking 15 to 20 games. And then maybe he gets some of the starts at DH. Although, as we talked about, really all the non-J.D. Martinez starts need to go to Will Smith, probably. Uh, and, and so, you know, I guess you could have when Freddie Freeman gets an occasional day off, you could have Vargas play first. Um, when Muncie gets an occasional day off, you could have Vargas at third if they want to move him around that way. I thought that they, I mean, this spring, they've been very committed to Vargas just being a second baseman. Um, but you know, maybe they are okay if he plays the bulk of the time at second base, but then does bounce around maybe even a little left field, but more likely first and third base, uh, that those are possibilities. I don't know how else they would get 40 games at second base for Mookie Betts, but if they really do 40 games at second base for Mookie, uh, that, that does open up more spots in the outfield and Altman needs to play regularly, not necessarily every day. Uh, he needs some days off too. And those days off should probably come against lefties. He doesn't have a, a huge platoon split, but he's better against righties like most lefties are. And so when you are going to be giving him days off, they might as well be against lefties. Um, and, and so Mookie playing some infield will, will open up a little bit more of that. Uh, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting to see, but, I feel like it's a good problem to have to have too many good outfielders. And and James Outman, he's a major league outfielder at this point. He needs to be in the big league. So I think he's going to get that roster spot. Uh, one thing, uh, Vince actually tweeted this jokingly, but it's actually a thought I've had several times over the last six months, which is Mookie Betts at shortstop. And uh, we know he has the arm for it. And he, he's a great, great athlete. He hasn't played much shortstop in his career. Uh, when he came up as a second baseman with the Red Sox and they moved into right field because they had Dustin, Dustin Pedroia at second base. and uh, But Mookie did play a couple games at shortstop and a couple in the minors. Wasn't great, but very small sample sizes. And so, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Mookie at shortstop. And, and I don't necessarily think it's a realistic op- option. But with Miguel Rojas as the starting shortstop, you know, replacing him with Mookie, uh, you know, it's a, it's an offensive bump. Obviously you lose Mookie's bat in right field, but you know, uh, whoever is playing right field over Mookie is probably a better hitter than Miguel Var- or Miguel Rojas. And so I, it's one of those things where I don't think it's going to happen, but I like the idea. And, and I, you know, it, I, I, mostly, I just don't think it's going to happen. But I like it enough that I had to mention it. And uh, Vince did tweet about it. 
I think jokingly, I'll have to ask him next time we're recording together, which will hopefully be tomorrow. But uh, so that's my that's my guesses for the 13 position players. Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas, Max Muncy, Austin Barnes, Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, J.D. Martinez, David Peralta, Jason Award, Trace Thompson, and James Outman. And that is our 26-man roster for opening day. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Tell me where you think I'm right. Tell me where you think I'm wrong. Uh, ideally, tell me why you think I'm wrong. Don't just say you're wrong um, because that's no fun. Um, but I, I love going back and forth with you guys. Uh, I, I don't necessarily these are think these are set in stone. These are my best guesses right now. But I do think, I mean, if I had to put money on the Dodgers open day roster, this is the team I would put the money on. And uh, so, yeah, let me know your thoughts either in the YouTube comment section or uh, social media or email or whatever. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're not watching and listening to Locked On Dodgers every day, we'd love if you had one or two days a month or a week to your rotation. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers like you do, please tell them about the show. Maybe they'll like it too. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Samperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. You can email us at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or you can uh, leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text message at 323-863-LOCK5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.